The Townsville Flyer and Southside Flyers are headed to the 2023 WNBL Grand Final, and what a wild ride it was to get there. The great Haley Wilds is here to help us break it all down. Locked On Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win! You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. everyone and happy Friday. You're listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. I'm Isabel Rodriguez. I'm a staff writer over at The Next and somebody, more importantly, who's been waking up at 4.30 a.m. to watch some of these absolutely, absolutely incredible WNBL playoff games. Thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube as part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. So Haley Wilds is here with us today, um, and we're going to walk through basically as much as we can about this WNBL playoff season, what's already happened, what's about to happen with the grand final. Um, and I'm so excited that she's here with us. Thanks for joining us today, Haley. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Excited to be here again. Awesome. Yeah. So first, we're going to kind of walk through the semifinal games and, and what just took place, uh, literally took place like a couple hours ago. And then we're going to preview the finals matchup between the Townsville Fire and the Southside Flyers. And then lastly, we're going to go through our predictions from the beginning of the season and see what was particularly true and, and maybe what we got wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so to start off, I mean, let's talk through some of these semifinal rounds we'll start with the maybe least dramatic of the two um although it was it was definitely um it was definitely touch and go at some points so the townsville flyer um matched up with the perth links in the first semifinal round or at least the first one to finish um and 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 ultimately came out victorious after winning two straight games so what were the most important things you saw from that match and and maybe who was the most important piece from from the townsville flyer in that matchup yeah, for sure. I think it was a, a good series, and I think a lot's got to be said about Perth making the finals after a rough start, and they really came home strongly. And kudos to them for making it to the to the finals. But um, yeah, it was always Townsville's to win, and I think they really they just placed they've got depth across the board, and they've got superstars coming off the bench. So I think when you've got that coming off the bench, it, it makes your depth is just unbelievable. And I think um, Tiana Hawkins has just been great this season for them. And, and she's probably been one of the best imports in the league uh, this season. And, and I think that says a lot about her because there is so many great uh, imports in the league and, and she everyone sort of followed her lead. And then when you've got two guards like Lauren Nicholson and, and Steph Reed and then Shyla Hill coming off the bench, it's it's such a tough cover when you've got so much uh, guard depth coming 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 at you all game. Yeah, that guard rotation is really something is really something special. I mean, it's you just cannot take a break <laughs> with any yeah. of them. I mean, they're all the, the most important thing I think too is they're all such locked on defenders. No no pun intended, I guess, but they're <laughs> they're all really um really fierce defenders and able to push the pace just just really really well. Um and I think too, I mean, Lauren Nicholson had what seven assists and zero turnovers in that last game. It was one of the most impressive like combination between like defensive performances and um, just 
distributing performances that I've seen in, in a while. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, everything about that guard rotation is awesome. And then when you add in Tiana Hawkins, who's just so, so good in the post, I mean, yeah, it's a recipe for success. <laughs> That's it. And, and I think it's exciting for Lauren Nicholson to sort of show herself on this big stage because she's sort of been one of those players that's been a fringe opal for, well, her whole career sort of in the last couple mm -hmm. of years. And, and she's in many ways been unlucky to not sort of play at major tournaments for the Opals. And, and she's really putting her best foot forward now. And, but the guard depth for the Opals as well is just ridiculous at the moment. So it's so hard to fit when you've got 10 worthy cards, you can't play all guard. So someone's going to miss out, I suppose, but she's been awesome all season. Absolutely. And I mean, we'd be remiss not to talk about Sammy Whitcomb as well um, for Perth yeah. in that series and, and just the impact that she was able to have for pretty much the entire game. I'm not sure she sat for all that much time, um, but just can yeah. you talk a little bit about her and, and Lauren Scherf in particular and that that combo? Yeah, I, I'm one of the biggest Sammy Whitcomb fans out there. I think she's just been so great for the Opals as well and having her She's just so competitive and just brings it every game. And I think that's the sort of player that you need to lead from the front when Perth didn't maybe did, didn't have the depth and star power that they did last year when they had Jackie Young and Marina Mavery, but they really competed hard this season. And I think Robbie Ryan really came to the fore in the second half of the season. And, and I think with Sammy Whitcomb and Lauren Scherf, like you said, Lauren Scherf is just a star and I think she'll sort of start making big Opal squads pretty soon. And she's just such a force down low. So it, they were a great team to watch and I think uh, if they keep that core sort of four or five players there's there's a big future ahead for them. I completely agree I mean yeah I was I, I can't say that I watched a ton of Lauren Scherf prior to this season but I was really pleasantly surprised I mean she for, for a post player at her size handles the ball so yeah. well I mean she's got a really good presence and I just really hope to see more of her in the future because um, clearly yeah, there's something I, there. <laughs> I think we all will see a lot more of her. <laughs> All right. So that's kind of, it kind of ended up um, pretty, pretty clearly ended up in Townsville's favor towards the end. I mean, I think Perth kind of kept it together in the second game more so than the first game, but it was pretty clear that that Townsville had the edge. I mean, especially playing at home for, for most yeah. of the, for that first game. I mean, it was, it was really awesome. I didn't realize that they had fire that goes off <laughs> behind the backboards. Yeah. <laughs> Why, Why not? Why <laughs> not? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you've got it in the name, you might as well go all the way, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, and then about the second series, I mean, this was, one of the most exciting pairs that I've ever seen. And I'm, I'm yeah. kind of sad that it wasn't in a, it was in the semifinal round because this would have been quite the exciting game for, for the finals as well. But it was a matchup between last year's champions, the Melbourne Boomers, and then the Southside Flyers, who for the majority of the season had Lauren Jackson, but then she suffered a foot injury and has kind of been out since. But, I mean, have Kayla Thornton, have Sarah Blickavs, have so many other faces that have just come out strong despite yeah. losing LJ. So maybe talk a little bit about the two of them and who who was most exciting for that matchup. Yeah, I'm still trying to get over what happened last night. That was the most <laughs> intense game I think I've ever been to, apart from that Opals um, semi-final at the World Cup in, in Sydney. But for a WNBL game, I feel like this was just, it was next level. There was players making big plays throughout the whole, that last quarter, it was bucket for bucket. It was in the third game and just changing the, oh, it was insane. And I still can't believe that that it was in the end, everyone was sort of saying in that second game that Kayla Thornton might be the difference. And, and her mm -hmm. bucket right at the end was ended up being the game winner in game three. So it sort of mm -hmm. speaks to what she 
she did all season and then in that game and and, and I think a lot's got to be said to Melbourne it's tough to defend it it's so hard to go back to back it and they gave it their best shot and they came up just short but uh, Melbourne they've got superstars all over the court and they were sort of they were I think they were my preseason tip from memory but they did so well to get there to to be within a bucket of the grand final and with they had injuries too they had test match and mm-hmm. the opals captain out all season and guards sort of um another guard just sort of kept falling over but they they brought in a lot of players throughout the season and, and they did well to get to where they did but but well done Southside because uh and Maddie Rocci I just want to give a shout out to her because she was insane all set all season she's really stepped up this season mm-hmm. and I think um in that last game and game two she nearly got a triple double and yeah, in game right. three last night she um She's just so fierce and, and her and Christy Wallace just going at each other all game was, was insane and she played a massive role in getting Christy Wallace in foul trouble and mm-hmm. so Wallace was struggled game one and struggled game three because of foul trouble and, and Southside ended up winning those two games. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and just to kind of catch people up to speed, I mean, these were two just really, really close games. I mean, the second or the, the last game was literally – by one point in Southside's favor, 73-72 was the final score. Um, And it was, yeah, I mean, I was standing at my desk, like pacing around. It was one of the most anxiety inducing (laughs) games. And I didn't even have somebody that I was rooting for. (laughs) I just didn't know what was going to happen next. And then, you know, I mean, obviously Kayla Thornton was, was really, really clutch. And I think that comes down to her experience too, and just how poised she is in those really intense moments. And I think for for folks in the it's it'll be something to watch in the WNBA too. Having that sort of playoff experience and bringing that back to back to the US is going to be huge for her. Um, so yeah, just really exciting stuff all across the board. And then obviously for Kayla George as well. Um, I mean, coming into the Aces, I think this is going to be huge experience for her um, and how to really be a leader and 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 how to to kind of fill in the cracks, so to speak. <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah. And I, I, oh, go sorry, for you go. Oh, yeah, I, I just think Kayla George is going to be so good on, on the Aces. She's the type mm-hmm. of player that she can dominate. She'll be She's the focal point of the Boomers and even the the, um, the Opals at times. Mm-hmm. And But she's not going to be that in the Aces. I think she'll understand that and everyone will understand that. But but if she comes on and gives minutes here and there, she's just going to be so good because you really can just throw her the ball and, and let her go to work late in the shot clock. Or, or she's mm-hmm. even a great facilitator from the top of the key. So it's going to be great to see her back in the WNBA, and, and I'm really excited for that. Absolutely. All right. So next we're going to go into previewing this matchup in particular between Melbourne and Southside. Um, But first we're going to talk about Nissan's most electric player of the week, um, which is brought to you by the all new all electric 2023 Nissan Aria. So my most electric player of the week, we've already talked about her a little bit, but it has to be Lauren Nicholson of the Townsville fire. I mean, I could honestly talk about her all day. I could talk about that guard rotation all day, but the 15 points, two rebounds, two steals, and seven assists on zero turnovers in what was really a critical game where where Perth were really kind of fighting pretty desperately to get into that third game. I mean, it sent them to the grand final. It was just it was just electric. Um, Lauren is just one of those really important wing players who can get up and down the court in a hurry. She's brilliantly fierce. She's always moving, always diving for the ball and always finding open teammates. Um, She's a really powerful defender as well, but is also super intentional with every offensive action she takes. Truly the definition of a two-way player, I think. Um, And much like Lauren Nicholson, the 2023 Nissan Aria is the perfect crossover between power and elegance. 
It packs pin-you-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. So, welcome back, everyone. Um, now we're going to talk a little bit about this actual matchup between the two teams and what to look for in this grand final round. So, I love, first of all, I love that it's called the grand final. I think that makes it a lot more exciting, and I think that we should do that for everything. I think that's an Aussie thing, because all of our, like, like our football, uh, different codes of football, they're all the grand final. So I don't know if that's just an Australian <laughs> thing, but yeah, we, we always call it a grand final. It's I think it's great. So just going into this grand final, I mean, um, so now that it's, that it's, you know, it's, um, it's Townsville and Southside, I think they're both two extremely strong teams. And they're kind of the teams too, where I've been thinking about them just kind of like, as it's their game to lose for the most part um, throughout the season. Um, so now that they're facing off against each other, <laughs> it's definitely been hard to to say that one is more it, that one is particularly better than the other. But I think that they're definitely different styles of teams. So let's kind of walk through those two different styles. So for Townsville, I mean, we've talked about the really quick guard rotation. How would you say they 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 predominantly like to play um, and what their ideal basketball is? Yeah, well, I think they want a defensive game and because they've got so many great defenders with Tiana Hawkins as well in the paint. And, and I think they do, they have fast guards that really want to get out, but they also can slow it down and be really methodical about what they do with their ball movement when they've got mm -hmm. Samuelson out on the wing and other shooters as well. So I think they sort of want to slow it down and, and also um, just share the ball around because they've got such great players. Mm -hmm. that I, yeah, their depth is unbelievable. And I think that will be a big key for them sort of getting through their players and getting um getting that depth on show against Southside who maybe don't quite have have that depth at the moment with some injuries. Yeah. And I mean you mentioned the three point shot too. I mean they've got a lot of really good shooters who can get hot really quickly. I mean Carly Samuelson is one of them who I'm yeah. also super excited to see back in the WNBA. That's yeah, be great. Sure. Um but um yeah just just their ability to work inside and outside. I think if they're able to get the three point shot hitting, yeah. I think it's gonna be huge. For sure. Yeah. And I think that is important because Southside, like I said, they don't have that depth maybe at the moment. And if you've got shooters everywhere that you're going to struggle to keep up with them all game. And if Townsville can sort of wear them down and, and play that uh, the game that they want to play, I think it'll go a long way for them. Absolutely. And then kind of turning to like maybe the, the, their key players too, I think bringing in, I mean, you talked about her before, but Shyla Heal off the bench um, is going to be really critical um, in terms of keeping keeping Southside running. Because <laughs> yeah. um, if you're able to, to run them out, out of the gym, so to speak, I mean, when you're missing players and maybe your bench isn't as deep, they're going to be playing three games. <laughs> yeah, so how does that sure. So how does that dynamic maybe when you're playing the same team three times, how does that kind of affect things? Yeah, I think it does come into it because, like, yeah, Southside, they've – They've played tough all season and they've done so well to get to the grand final now and they're going to be ready to go. They're going to be, after that, mm -hmm. the high of winning that game, they're going to be ready to go on Saturday night. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, I think Townsville do want to get, like I said, use their um, strength of their depth to their advantage and really get out and wear down Southside. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. So then turning to Southside, I think, where do you think their major strengths lie and, and how can they maybe slow down Townsville? Yeah, I think they're just, 
they they've got such uh, experience in a way that I think it's really helped them this season. They've been down in mm-hmm. games and, and they did get uh, Townsville. Uh, what's a nice way of putting it? Dominated them in their last meeting <laughs> in the in the last game of the regular season, and to come back from that and play really well in the first game against Melbourne was massive. I thought it, it could have sort of not ended their season, but put some doubt in their mind. But they came out mm-hmm. and and well then. Uh, easily beat Melbourne in the first game. So mm-hmm. Southside, they have that mental, they've, they've got great players all over the court as well, but maybe not quite the depth coming off the bench, but they've got um, Nadia Poach, who is just going to be a star for the Opals, I think, in the future. Um, and she was massive in game three for the Southside when Thornton did find herself in foul trouble and Poch came in and really gave great minutes and had some great mm-hmm. players that showed flashes of, of what she's going to be doing in the future as well. Yeah, she's got really good height um, for yeah. someone who plays as flexibly as she does. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. she really reminds me of, like, an Asia Wilson type, honestly. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of her, like, if, if she was to be at her very best, I think that's the like, trajectory <laughs> that she could very well be on, <laughs> which is yeah. so exciting because she's so young, too. I mean, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, 18 going out there and playing like she did in a game three, the, the biggest game of the season so far. That's just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And then maybe talk a little bit about their who's kind of at their guard positions. They've got a couple of different options as yeah. well. Yeah, so they like to get out and run as well. They've got, uh, so yeah, as I mentioned before, Maddie Rochi, who has been a star this season, and and then Bet Cole as well, who's really quick mm-hmm. and loves, she's a great three-point shooter as well. So yeah. she's great to have out there as someone who can drive to the bucket, but then also step out it and really hit down threes. And then we've got Mon Conti as well, who was a late signing um, just before the season started or just into the season, I believe. Uh, and she's another quick guard that, that doesn't take a backward step and really gets up and, and defends mm-hmm. hard. And she was key also in, in um, sort of limiting Christy Wallace in game three as well. Yeah, kind of speaks to how incredible Christy Wallace is, <laughs> that you need so many, so many good defenders yeah. to kind of keep her down. That's true. Yeah, yeah and, it, and that's what it takes against her. I've, Christy Wallace is a star and I think she's going to be an Opal for a very long time, but yeah, they sort of got under her skin in a way. And I noticed mm-hmm. last night, especially, she was so frustrated with the refs for calling some fouls that she didn't think were there. And, and um, but that just made her even more fierce and ready to go, which was good to see. But eventually it did catch up with her with, with fouling out. Absolutely. And then, too, I want to talk about Beck Cole. I mean, one thing that I think is really awesome about her is that she's played 3x3 as well. She was pretty yep. huge in those couple, I think it was like 2017, 2018. Yeah, around that time, times. I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, those those kind of that era of where where Australian women's basketball is pretty big in the three x three area. Um, and so having that experience of, of going from offense to defense and back to offense and back to defense, I think it's really important, um, especially because there's not that many folks who've who've played three x three, especially more recently. So I think that's awesome sure. experience for her, and and it, it, I think it's it's proved <laughs> that uh, through over time, like that to see her kind of use that transition to her advantage has been really cool. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's kind of the Kelsey Plum story as well, where Beck yeah. Cole had injuries <laughs> and she had, Beck Cole's had knee injuries and she came back and, and went into the three by three, which is exactly mm-hmm. what sort of Plum did with her Achilles. And, and now they're both sort of got back to where they were, well, and even better than, than right. before their injuries. And, and it's really helped Beck Cole because she's always been quick and always been sort of, the play that to watch, but now she's sort of come into her own as someone that can really also sort of slow it down as well. She's not always, mm-hmm. you don't need to be going at a hundred 
100% all the time. You need to sort of slow it down at times and just take a deep breath. And she's sort of really shown that over the last couple of years. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm curious to see whether she'll make another 3x3 appearance. Um, yeah, I'm not sure what's yeah, happening there. Yeah, because her and Kunek were just, they, remember, they were the two Aussie stars that were 3x3. Yeah. And now, obviously, Kunek's in Europe doing well over there. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Absolutely. All right. So next up, we're going to talk about kind of how we how we previewed the season and maybe how things turned out. Cause I think there's one prediction we made that's, that's particularly interesting. So okay. we'll get into that. But first um, I want to talk to our listeners about better help. This episode is brought to you by better help. Getting to know yourself can be a lifetime process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you to a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Starting therapy has been one of the best decisions I've made personally, especially for helping me through particularly stressful times of the year. It's really good to know that there's someone looking out for you and your mental health, just like a doctor looks out for your physical health. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. Okay, welcome back, everybody. So we're going to wrap things up just by talking about a little a couple of our, our predictions from earlier on in the season and, and how things kind of panned out. So I think the coolest thing that maybe we, that we predicted was, I think, so you had Melbourne in the, in, as the final champion, I think. And then I had, I think I picked Perth weirdly enough. <laughs> and I just found it fun that both of those teams were in that semifinal and both really made a nice push to the end. So um, I think maybe just in retrospective, like if you had to kind of send off Melbourne to the, for the end of the season, what would you say was was kind of the most exciting part of their season or like one thing that you found really awesome about this year? Yeah, well, I I think I I would still have backed them for the championship up until well, last night sort of. I thought they were <laughs> maybe going to win last night, but um, I think their depth just caught up with them in the end and they couldn't mm -hmm. sort of compete for – well, they competed, I'm sorry, but they just couldn't keep up with teams for sort of that because – uh, their top three stars like Mitch, uh, Tiffany Mitchell, Christy Wallace mm -hmm. and Kayla George were all playing pretty much, I think they were three of the top five in minutes played in, in the yeah. league and, <laughs> and it's hard to sustain for a whole season when even though they were all incredible but they, they just didn't have that depth in the end. But, yeah, it was, it was a great season for them to, to get pretty close to going back to back. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think that'll be one thing to watch for next year is like who they decide to bring in and, yeah. and whether they try to prioritize more of that bench depth as opposed to the really like big three <laughs> almost yeah. that they had this year. So that'll be something to watch, I think, is how they decide to move forward. And I also want to give a, a quick shout out to Mia Murray, who it was her last game uh, last mm -hmm. night. She's a three time WNBL champion and and a uh, WNBL grand final MVP and she's had a great career and and I think she's 16 seasons in the WNBL and her legacy is incredible with Townsville and, and then mm -hmm. finishing it up and it, it was great to see that she had a, another great season just knocking down threes all season so congrats <laughs> to her on a great career. 
Yeah, absolutely. It seems like there's been a lot of those like milestones hit by different players this year. So it's been really exciting to learn a lot about the the history, which has been super fun. And then I think just for Perth, I mean, for me, I think it was just awesome to see them actually do kind of, I think they they pretty much hit their max potential, I think, (laughs) with what they had, which was which was really awesome to see. Um, I think, I mean, you mentioned her before, but Robbie Ryan, I think was really excellent and a huge part of that. Um, and then obviously Sammy Whitcomb, I think for me, I think, I think Sammy's a little bit better off ball than she is on ball, um, which I, I think is going to be really exciting to see her in Seattle for that, yeah. especially sure. when she plays with Jade Melbourne, who I'm so excited to see that pairing. We got white. We got white. <laughs> yeah. I mean, together, I think they're going to be really excellent. So yeah. People should be on watch for Seattle, I think. Yeah, and you've got Ed there as well. So yeah. it's, uh, it's an Aussie. It's fun We're back to the glory days of Lauren Jackson and Penny Taylor. So it's going to be fun to see. Absolutely. And I think, I think too, you know, I mean, it's an area that's, I mean, the, the Pacific Northwest is, is a really long tradition of, of bringing in really great Australian basketball players. I mean, Portland is doing so well in the NCAA yeah. right now um, yeah. with, with so many different folks. And, and so, yeah, I'm just excited to see where it goes from there. But yeah, I mean, I, again, I think, I think they, they did about as well as they could. And I'm, I'm really excited about Lauren Scherf in particular, and I hope they continue to build around her um, yeah. and maybe bring in a couple of like more experienced point guards, I think will be a big thing for next, next yeah. season. Um, but they've got the pieces. It's just yeah. about, about building the personnel around them. So sure. yeah. Any final Definitely thoughts on Chris from that. you too? Yeah, I, I agree with you how they sort of maxed out their potential. That And Ryan Petrick, their coach, he's a great yeah. coach. Uh, and he was great last year with stars. And he was just as great this year with maybe not quite that star power. So I think it says a lot about him that he's able to, to mm-hmm. get the best out of his players. And, and last year for them was really tough with all the COVID and travel. They were away. Yeah. They hardly played at home games. So I think it says a lot about him as a coach that he's able to, to get the best out of his players sort of no matter what the situation is. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, like there were a couple of different coaching changes before the start of the season around the league. And so just to see most of these teams, like for the most part, I mean, to to do really well and to kind of get um, their players on the same page, I think was really impressive and speaks to how good some of these coaches are. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I think (laughs) despite the fact that they only won like one game, I think it was, I mean, I was still excited by every Caps game. I mean, it was still really excellent to watch. So, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I think when um, the Caps are a fun team, when they just they sort of once they realised that they weren't sort of getting wins on the board, I think they just focused mm-hmm. on, on the on sort of having fun, and it really helped them. I think that towards the end of the season, they were really competitive, and Ray Burrell, I thought, was strong. Um, mm-hmm. Even though they weren't in games, she had a great season. I thought, and she, it would have been easy for an import to sort of just shrug her shoulders and when they were in a team like that, but she really knuckled down. And I think it's a lot of her sort of really uh, have a great season out there alongside obviously Jade Melbourne, who is just a star. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think for her, it's going to be, again, important experience as she yeah. comes back to the Sparks who, I mean, haven't had the most successful seasons in the past couple of years. So yeah. hopefully having that experience will help her leadership wise and, and for the future. Yeah, for sure. All right. So this has been awesome. It's always awesome to talk with you about the WNBL. And I mean, I'm so excited for this grand final. I guess my last thing for for us today is if you could predict, (laughs) if you could predict who is going to come out and and maybe who the MVP is going to be. 
um, yep. who would you pick and, and why? Oh, it's so tough. I really, this is a tough one because I, I met at the start of the season, I, if these two teams had met, I probably would have said Southside, but I think when um, Townsville, they're entering a grand final on a 14-game winning streak, I think mm-hmm. maybe it's it's sort of ways you can look at it that they're just in, like you know, unstoppable or maybe they're due for a bad game soon. So who knows if maybe a bad game might pop up in the grand final series, but I think Townsville are just so even across the board and, mm-hmm. and they're going to be so tough to beat when they've got home court advantage. So it'll be interesting to right. see that um, if they can keep that winning streak alive in game one and, and if they get game one, all the pressure obviously then turns to Southside at, for their home gaming game to a, and a must win. So I think there's just so much, oh, there's so many storylines and, I think the guard battle again will be massive and, and I'm really looking forward to watching um, Maddie Rochi and Steph Reed just go at each other again like she did against <laughs> Christy Wallace. So I think Rochi's going to be up for the fight and, and if she can maybe limit her turnovers a little bit more, um, I think that'll go a long way to helping Southside. Mm-hmm. And then who would you think the MVP would be out of all of this? <laughs> oh, I think if Townsville get up, I think uh, Hawkins might be the, the player that sort of turns the series. But then mm-hmm. also for Southside, I'd nearly have to go Thornton, but I'd love mm-hmm. to see Maddie Rochi um, play really well because I sort of gave her MVP of the, the semi-final series and I think she was so important to Southside. And, mm-hmm. and if she can, like I said, have a great series against Steph Reed and Lauren, Lauren Nicholson, I think it'll be massive to Southside. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for joining us again, Haley. I always appreciate having you on. Where can the people find you and your work? Uh, yeah, so the Pick and Roll, we're an Australian uh, basketball website. We always write about everything Australian basketball. If it's about Australian basketball, we've probably written about it. We've got a team <laughs> of writers. So, uh, yeah, we're at the Pick and Roll. And then on Twitter, you can follow me at wilds underscore Haley. Amazing. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoys this final round. I think it's going to be on ESPN in Australia, and then it should be on either YouTube or ESPN Plus um, everywhere else. Unconfirmed yet, but I know there's something happening. Something is moving and shaking. So keep an eye on ESPN Plus if you can't find it on YouTube. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks, everyone, again for listening, and I hope you have a great weekend and and rest rest of the week. Thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen today. Now make your second listen Game to Game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts.